Hello everybody and this is Drive Me To Your Leader with Mr Red and in this podcast we hope to bring to you discussion, argument and maybe just some fun on the way through. Today actually it's just going to be me and it's not really going to be discussion, argument although you can argue with me through the speaker if you would like to I guess but um, ultimately what I really want to do today is I don't want to take everybody on a journey but we're just going to see where it goes. There's a concept that I've been thinking about a lot over the past month or so. That's probably why I haven't really made anything, a new episode or anything, because I just wanted to take a step back and think about what I wanted to do. Did I want to, did I want to do this for the purposes of entertaining people or do I want to do it for the purposes of finding interesting things that to think about and I guess the answer is both in a way but at the same time I don't want it to be and no offense to anybody here to be about other people and and as much as I like everybody and appreciate everybody that listens at the same time I want to do this because it's something that I want to go on and hopefully everybody else does as well so this is going to be pretty rift. I've really planned nothing for this. I've just had a lot of things going on in my head on these particular topics. So we're going to see just ultimately how we get on with this and just go from there. Today, it's going to be about identity, the ego and the silence. And I'll explain a bit more about that. And the concept really starts with an Alan Watts concept. And we're just going to kind of build it from there. If you don't know who Alan Watts is, check out my first bonus episode that I did on Alan Watts then you can learn a bit more basically as a quick one through he was a basically a spiritual philosopher and he died in 1973 and he was active around the 60s etc all that kind of thing but um he had a very spiritual way of looking at things so we're going to explore a bit of that today because ultimately do you know Apart from the economic issues and everything that we have in the country, I think the biggest problem that we're facing is each other and by proxy, the main point, ourselves. And the point I wanted to make about that is there's always this really back and forth. I think this culture war nonsense, which I really never really got involved with a great deal, especially over the last year or so, is I think it's not really an argument. It like, I think I see both sides of it and I've avoided it so far in this podcast for the simple reason I think it's really inflammatory and I think people feel like they have to be on one side or the other. So I'm really going to look into what identity actually is and not really about who's wrong and who's right about it, but what do each what does each part mean and what does it mean? What Who really are people? Who really are we? So it's going to be about that and the ego that's built around it and things like that. But I think ultimately, I want to start with a concept from Alan Watts. There's a big, long speech about it because he said a lot of things, and I'm not going to read all of it out, partly because of copyright, but also because um, we don't really need to focus on it all. Basically, he says, I would like to improve. So in many people's minds and from so many different angles, there is this urgent feeling that I must improve me. And it's critically important because it's obvious that, at least it's superficially obvious, the way that things are, we are going to hell fast. Now in this question, can I improve me? There is the obvious difficult problem that if I'm in need of improvement, the person who's going to be doing the improving is the one who needs to be improved. They're immediate, we have a vicious cycle. 
So then he goes through. So to explain that, I suppose, I think what you'd say is, is that why are we improving? Because if we're constantly superficially improving ourselves, then what are we actually doing? We're just going round and round in a circle doing it. And obviously you can argue with that, but then it goes deeper than that. And I'm going to actually just skip to near the end of the, the speech because it's the concept of this, which is most important for this, which is, he says ultimately that after you do that self-improvement of the ego and yourself, what you then do is you try and find quote unquote grace, which is a religious concept, obviously of instead of be, turn the improvement on you, turning on other people. And he, then, then he says that, um, you know, you'll get baptized, you'll try and fry grace that way, you'll try to do all kinds of things. And ultimately, all that is, if you picture a building, and this is the concept I think that's most important to this, if you picture a building, um, your ego is a little sort of scoundrel fee fellow who sits on, you know, he runs in the ground floor and he's being chased by the police. And when he gets close to being found out and the police come in, he goes to the first floor. And when he's about to be unmasked again, when when you and your mind, you're watching your ego and you realise it's there and you're about to unmask it, it goes up another level and it immediately identifies itself with itself. And what I mean by that is what will happen is you'll be aware that you're watching and you'll say, that's my ego, I don't need to live like that. But then you, it's still ego, it's just changed the way it looks because ultimately it's just gone up a level. That's the religious game. It's, it's constantly trying to outwit everybody else. It's just going higher and higher and getting more complicated, more highbrow, more intellectual. But realistically, you know, it's still the same thing. And ultimately, the, real, the thing I realised is a lot of it is just about control and fear. Because why do you build an ego? I mean, there's a lot of complicated reasons for that, but let's keep it simple for a moment. You build one because you are afraid you want to protect yourself. You want to be a certain way. And I really thought about that. And I thought, what does that mean for you, your identity? Let's really think about that for a moment. If you don't exist in that building, let's just think about that. If you just sit there and watch that building and watch it happen, you're the watcher. But what if you just never go in there and you it never exists for you? What I'm saying is, I guess, is... You don't hear anything. You don't watch anything. I know that's a bit of a strange concept, but that's what I mean by the silence. What if your whole identity is basically everything that you're building? And, you know, there's chemical and biological reasons that you get built the way that you are. But let's really think about it for a moment. That's true to a point, but all the other stuff, it's you, isn't it? You've created it. That's your identity. And it's based out of your ego. And, and I thought to myself, well, can you create an identity that isn't based out of the ego? And I thought, no, because you can't create an identity. That's the point. Because when you do that, it is the ego. You can't create like that. So then I thought, well, what is it? Well, if you listen to the silence, which it sounds like an ironic sort of oxymoronic statement, because how can you listen to silence? But if you just listen to it and do nothing, you already know who you are. You already know what your identity is, right? We're all going to be different within that. But so let's expand out. Let's take that point into account for a moment. Don't try to to argue against it too much. Just keep it as a concept. It doesn't have to be right right now. Okay. We don't have to, it doesn't, we don't have to worry about what is right and what is wrong here. With this treat that as a total concept. So now that we have that as a concept. Let's think about it a little bit further. 
Okay, so then we branched that out into this so-called quote-unquote culture war thing. So let's take it one, and this is the disclaimer before I go here. This subject is a subject I've completely avoided in this podcast so far because I felt that it was it's so challenging because it's it can be so mentally damaging. But I'm going to try. So this is a disclaimer, and I'm not saying I'm going to get everything right, and I'm not saying that I altogether believe everything I'm saying. This is concept, right? So let's take identity. Let's take one of the biggest topics in in the culture wars, which is gender. Let's just bear with me. Now, you'll get people on one side who say that it doesn't exist, and you'll get people on the other side who say, well, it does exist. And ultimately, there's no evidence for it. And but it's difficult. It's complicated because there are definitely people in the in this gender world who believe it, but they've done it for purely egotistical reasons. And what I mean by that is they've created it. They're still in the building. They're still just trying. They're doing the same thing as a religious priest would do. They're just going higher and higher and building their ego, and it's getting more complicated and more harder to see as an ego. But it still is one. And I say that difficultly because I think there's people who really get involved in the gender stuff who are actually very decent people, and I don't think they do it for egotistical reasons. Um, I think if we're really honest with ourselves, and let's just be honest with ourselves for a moment, I think that there are both male and female parts inside of your inside of everybody's mind and i think if you just listen to the silence you might err on one side of that or the other that's fine but ultimately i think you're going to come down wherever you come down and there's nothing particularly wrong with that so in that sense see this is the thing i think with men and women we're not that different let's forget about the body for a second where it obviously is different let's talk about the mind for a moment the brain itself isn't that different there's some size differences but ultimately there's been nothing in terms of what we've really looked into inside of the brain that, that proves anything is different or there's really that much difference between men and women which is important i think it's important now the problem is is that there's a twofold problem with this one is we can't read thoughts and what i mean by that is we can't scientifically analyze thought patterns like that we can't do it on a real physical level we don't have the technology for it. We don't know if it's possible, etc. All kinds of things. There's all kinds of experiments to try and do it, but it's it's complicated. I guess you're just trying to read electric chemical electric signals, and I don't know how we do that. But if you do know that and you know more about that, please let me know and email me. But um, so that aside, with so you have a brain that's basically the same. We can't read the thoughts, but we have something also that sits on top of that, which I think is important. We have the social culture that you exist in as well as that. So what that means is, I've really come to the conclusion that I think more things in life should be unisex. And I don't want to go to extremes of that, obviously, but I just think that the idea of colours being male or female, to be a bit silly. I mean, you might disagree with that, but ultimately, I think there'll be different people that are more interested in different things. And what I mean by that is if you're male, you're more likely to be interested in 
certain colours. Yeah, and that may well be true for a lot of people, but it won't be true completely. And really, we don't know how true it is at all in some respects. I, I suppose the jury's still out. But ultimately, I just wish that we would start seeing ourselves as a bit more as one people. And ultimately, I think the difficulty with the cultural war inside of the gender topic is neither side wants to compromise on anything. They, you know, one side doesn't want to compromise on the, and it's not helped by a lot of these media organisations that bring on these extreme, the extreme ends of this, of this discussion on purpose, right? And then sit in the middle and say, look how crazy these people are. The whole thing is ludicrous. Let's just get normal people talking about this stuff. People that have no ideology, you know? So on one side, if we have to take to the extremes, let's look at it for a moment. On one side, we have... We have people that don't really accept biology and they believe that everything in your mind is the way that you are. And then we have people on the other side who say your body is the thing that defines how you actually are and there is no gender. But ultimately, I think we have to accept gender to an extent because we do have both sides of it inside of our minds. And ultimately, once we get rid of most of the roles and leave just the chemical and biological ones, we actually realize we're not much differently at all. And actually, it's gender becomes an expression, not necessarily an overriding rule. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I will get into the more complicated issue after this, but give me a moment. And that is, you know, and I think if there was a bit of more compromise on each side about this, that they would both recognise it. Um, But then I suppose, you know, it's not as clear cut as that, because what do you do with people that, physically want to change how do we how do we deal with that because on a personal level and i i don't want to speak too much about my own personal views in life but i don't believe in self-mutilation i don't believe really in cosmetic surgery except from in extreme cases you know where people are genuinely really unhappy with themselves but the reason i don't really agree with the idea of changing the body is because I don't necessarily think it's going to give you what you want. And I say that because we've got to work out what's going on inside of our heads first, try get that right. And then if we really can't do that, then that's kind of the last resort. I I, I find it difficult, some of this stuff where you, where you get the, I, I understand the affirming of it, but at the same time, the physical affirmation and the change should be something that we really have to stop and think about and think, well, is this the right answer? And I f- I, I'm not going to go into that particular topic too much of the surgery of the body and whatnot, because I think ultimately that's beyond me. And I say that in a sense that I'm someone who doesn't believe in that. I'm someone who doesn't believe in the changing of the physical body. And it's fine if you do believe in that, but I personally don't. Um, I'm perfectly fine with the compromising of on, on the gender and everything like that, but I don't believe in in physical change like that. I, I think, from to be honest, from my perspective, I think that you can be whichever gender that you feel that you are. But ultimately, I think that you you still have to accept yourself, and that's the bit that I think is lost. And that's where it becomes 
I'm on the fourth floor of the building and it's now on fire to I've never gone in the building. And what I mean by that is why are you doing it? Are you creating why are you creating this identity? Because if you listen to the silence, I don't think you really care what people call you. This compelling of pronouns and, and stuff like this, it, it feels so egotistically based because if you exist outside the building and you don't want to be part of it, you don't want to be in there, you don't want to cre- keep creating this ego and this identity-based ego, you don't want to keep doing that, you don't need to keep changing yourself, you don't care what people call you, you don't care what pronoun you have, it doesn't matter. You realise that all of it, it doesn't really matter. And I think the hard part for me is that when someone goes through a situation like this, you realise that they don't accept themselves and it makes me sad. And I completely get it. But at the same time, I think... Uh, I'm not going to go into it because that's my view is that I don't believe, you know, and it's easy for me to set from my position, but I don't believe in the physical changes and, and I don't think I ever will unless we have some sort of snap technology or something, but um, I just don't. So I'll leave it up to people who know more than me about it. And that's hopefully medical professionals. So that particular part of the subject, I don't think I want to go into much more, but I think, you know, ultimately that's kind of a lot of the things that I've been thinking about. I know it's a little bit different today. I haven't had someone talking, but um, I just wanted to take a step back from everything and think about what do I think about things? Do I want to continue going the way that I've been going or do I want to try to do something differently? And I decided, yes, I do want to try to do something differently. And ultimately, this is where I've got to. So yeah, I don't think the culture war idea is particularly helpful to anybody. And I think that both sides are wrong about different things, but they're also right about different things too. I think that... So let's wrestle with the idea of something for a moment. And I'm not saying this is right, this is wrong. Let's just talk about it as if it's a concept. Okay, so let's say that you are a man and you have a body of a man, but in your mind, you feel you don't feel as if you are uh, you, either. You, you know, you sorry, you don't feel anything. You you could feel one way, or you could feel the other in your mind. Now, do you choose to change the way that you look based on that, or do you just choose to accept yourself and the way the world is, and actually understand that people find it easier to understand you when you present yourself in a way that suits your physical body, or you and. That's a difficult argument and people will answer that very different ways. But ultimately, I think if you're really honest with yourself and you don't egotistically create that identity and you just recognise and honour both sides of yourself, you know, both sides of your gender inside of your mind, I think once you do that, ultimately, I don't think you, you really care about having to dress like this or express yourself like that. And ultimately, I think if things were more unisex between a lot of things anyway you wouldn't feel the need to do that because sometimes I won't lie to you. I feel like some people who feel this way dress up in a certain way on purpose. And it's like when someone dresses up, you know, they're a man and they, they start, you know, they say, Oh, I'm non-binary or whatever. And then they dress as if there's a woman, they're a woman today or whatever. That's how more they feel today. And it's a little bit like, you know what people are going to say, you know, the reaction you're going to get. I don't understand why you're doing it. And and I get why people will be upset with what I've just said there. But it's like, I think if you really 
take into account the concept that I've talked about today and ask yourself, am I in the building when I do this? Am I just playing the game when I do this? Why am I doing this? Do I need to do this? Do I really need to care what people are going to call me? Do I mean, we can talk about respect and we can talk about things like that, but respect also works both ways. And that's something that everybody has to understand. And that's the biggest thing that everybody needs to understand about all of this stuff, all of this culture war stuff. Because I, I find it very difficult, and I've been talking for a long time now, so I won't take anyone today more than I need to, but I guess it's my podcast. So <laughs> that's the thing I've been really thinking about. Do you ever scroll through where one of those discussions has taken place or you see it in real life sometimes, which is actually quite terrifying when you, when you actually hear it, because um, it can get quite aggressive sometimes. But ultimately... I find it so difficult to sit through because I'm not taking any any wisdom out of the conversation. I'm just seeing two people in two different buildings shouting across like Italians like across the washing line in New York City or something, just just shouting at each other, just like who's going to outwit wit who more? Who's going to keep going with this? That's what the culture war feels like to me. It feels like a complete waste of time because if you're unwilling to compromise on any of your points and unwilling to listen to anybody else, then what's the point of even saying anything? Because you just want to win. I'm going to, like, a little interesting fact, and I don't want to go too far here, but it's probably not the best comparison. I'm not comparing people to this, obviously, but... You know, the the thing that Hitler, Stalin and Chairman Mao from China had in common, although they probably had in common a few different things that we wouldn't like, but the biggest thing that they had in common is that they were completely certain that they were right. I know that seems obvious, but when you say it, you really realise that the culture war, the way people behave in it, it actually comes across a bit like those people. I'm not saying that they're going out murdering people or putting them in camps or whatever, but I'm just saying that you see the mentality is similar. If you're completely unwilling to listen because you think you're so right about everything, then don't really be surprised if you have absolutely no wisdom at all. I mean, if you look at something like China today, maybe less so today, but in the last 20 or 30 years or so, I mean, the culture was destroyed by Mao at the end, near the end of his life. I mean, destroyed every bit of culture in China. And even now, I, I still think Chinese culture is a bit flat, to be honest. I haven't actually been to China, but I've seen a lot of things. And I just feel very deeply for the country, to be honest, because it was so racked by such a hideous dictator for such a long time. But um, I'm probably now banned in China, but I don't care. Anyway, um, that's what I wanted to talk to you about today. I might probably do a few more of these episodes, to be honest. Um, I want to do another one about AI and the things that I've learned from that. And actually, I'll save that for another time, but that one really has started to blow my mind a little bit. But that's it today. Maybe we'll do an argument or something next time. I don't know. I don't know. Who cares? Whatever. That's, uh, That's Adam Watt's identity, the ego and the silence. If you have any questions or want to talk about anything, just email me. Um, I can't remember the email. I'm so prepared. But I'll put it in the notes of the show. Um, Yeah, if you want to talk about any sort of concept or any sort of idea that I've come up with today, anything you don't agree with. Remember, disclaimer, I'm not saying I've got everything right. 
I'm not saying that. A lot of this is concepts. A lot of this is things that I've I've tried to strike a balance between two very deeply complicated ideas that hate each other. So give me a break, yeah? All right. Well, I've talked for about 25 minutes or 24 minutes. So I think that's really all I want to do today, really, to be perfectly honest with you. So maybe we'll leave it there. Thanks for listening. And... I guess we'll see you again next time. Thanks very much.